Welcome to Love How She Leads, where we celebrate the woman leading at every level in life, leadership, love, and style. This is your guide to soulful living and changing the world one conversation at a time. This is episode five on appreciation and beauty, being the change that you wish to see. This is one of my favorite topics because it's all about the positive, the good, and the possible. It's what really gets me going and lights me up. The ultimate answer to the question, how does she do it all? And as a matter of fact, it's all about the freedom to enjoy things, see beauty, and see the good. I love to see what's possible and enhance the best of what is. And I suppose if I could have a soapbox to stand on, it would be right here in this sweet spot because there's so much of it to talk about. The art of appreciation is the glorious blend of the inner voice and outer possibility. I could have stories upon stories of beauty and things that I've experienced in my life, and I know you can too. This is how my eyes really long to see the world. And when we talk about the blend of the inner voice and outer possibility, it's where deep joy dwells. It's beyond only external perfect pictures of things, and even beyond our spiritual life the way that we might have always known it. It's actually where the two meet to create the powerhouse of the life that you want to live. Appreciation is a topic for you as an individual, but it's also how it impacts all of your relationships, your family, your marriage, your friendships, your community, your company. It is not exclusive of any one of these things. And as we talked through the gifts of forgiveness and building self-awareness and recognizing the areas where we need to change, you realize we ended up in the place where we said we can begin to find beauty and joy again. We were able to clear out some space by saying yes to more of the things that matter to you and less yeses to the things that really don't or areas where we were feeling should So there's a little bit more room now to look at the places that make you feel alive again. Appreciation and finding that deep joy is about going after the things that really move you. It's so far beyond checking off a list of, I found time for myself today. It's not just an external task that's going to make you feel better on a temporary basis. Again, it's the inner voice that leads you to outer possibility. And it's an integrated way of living. It's a way of digging deep to find your positive core, your best, and to begin to act those out to be the change that you wish to see in the world. At first, this was a bit challenging for me to understand. For a while, whenever anyone would ask me the questions, what are your strengths? What are you best at? What are you doing when time stands still and you're in the flow? What are you, you know, when you feel the most alive? Sometimes I would really feel stumped, and you would think that as a coach or as a consultant or even as an executive leader in an organization, that these types of questions would come naturally for me, but they really didn't. I think I felt that way because there was layers of conditioning, social conditioning, and baggage that were confusing me about what my bests really were, the things that really made me feel alive. Again, to go find deep joy takes a lot of work to release some of the shoulds, to make space for the yeses, to create an opportunity for beauty and joy and appreciation to exist again. And I think another reality was that I was a little bit afraid of my own bests, I was afraid to really look at my strengths. I needed something that would make it more tangible for me, 
more specific, something that could help me really pull out strengths that felt like I was connected more. I found a story-based method using appreciative inquiry. It's a new way of looking at things through a lens of appreciation, and it gets you in touch with your core strengths in a very tangible and practical way. We're able to find our personal stories that really resonate and connect us with the positive core and the best of ourselves. So the first thing to know when we begin our own appreciative inquiry into our personal best is to maintain a positive and affirmative view. This is not the same as when we were looking back through defining moments. Defining moments are part of our major transitions that could be either positive or negative. In this case, we're looking only through a lens of appreciation. To start the inquiry, you'll be reflecting back on your personal high point experiences. You'll think back on a project that was wildly successful, an outcome that you saw through, a time when you felt completely connected and alive, on your game, something that really resonated for you. What was happening? Where were you? Who was involved? What key factors were at play? What parts of you were resonating the most? What characteristics stand out? And when you look back at these personal stories, the greatest thing about looking through the affirmative and appreciative lens is that you have the freedom to be proud of your working experiences. You have the freedom to feel happy and proud over the things that you've accomplished. You're seeing areas where you really shined, and you're beginning to see patterns that emerge of your core strengths. You see where you were making your mark in the world, and it was your best possible work. So start to write down the patterns that emerge and the ways that you shined, the factors that were at play that made you so successful. And as you begin to write out these patterns and you see connections, this is the beginning of how you can start to look at this way of aligning your actions with those strengths. You're going to be able to move way more toward that type of work. It gives you a tangible way through those stories to allow for your positive core to emerge. When I think back on some of my own high point experiences, some of the things that popped up for me and resonate for me are times when I've held space for women returning to work after having a baby, just taking time for them to talk through the transition, offer them support. And also times when women supported me through my transitions or times that I was grieving or I needed help or I was going through something challenging. And even times when I was celebrating and they were right there with me celebrating alongside me. Other high point experiences for me are projects that exercised my organizational leadership and creative skills. Of course, I studied interior design, and that's all about seeing the potential of a room. Those types of projects always energized me. In interior design, there's a blank canvas, and you have to start with something, and you have to go through a process and see the potential and see the room come to fruition and see the beauty unfold before your eyes. Those types of projects really engaged me. Um, I've worked on the gala with the Children's Museum, and that one always ignites my energy because there's this combination of creativity and problem solving and interpersonal relationships and support and collaboration. All of these things start to rise up when I look at the personal best and high point experiences. I see the patterns that emerge of ways that I felt inspired, motivated, and in touch with the things that really are my core strengths. 
There are also times where I looked back on being a young girl and remembering questioning some of the things about my faith and wanting to see a new view, being open to possibility, being curious about what it would be like to be a woman in leadership, and the things about my faith that made me think differently about how to engage with people in new ways, maybe exploring different ideas, different methodologies, different spiritual paths to understand people better. A lot of stepping out of my comfort zone and trying new things, being very curious. By being able to look back on our personal best, we're able to start to feel inspired again. And this is what opens us up to that deep joy and the ability to appreciate. It's going to lead us into the next phase of being able to dream again, because now we can look back and see all of the things that we've accomplished with a proud feeling of what we've contributed and who we want to be in the world. The second part of this, of of going after joy and finding joy, is not only about seeing your best stories and your highlights of successes throughout your life, but it's about going after joy in your daily life for the purpose of renewal. This is the ultimate best way to become a resonant leader. When you are so highly self-aware and you're able to start going after joy and making it a part of your living and your lifestyle, a normal for you, you will naturally become an inspiration and a contagious energy for those around you. We tend to think of things the other way around. If we're always hardworking and we're pushing and we're getting results, that that's what's going to make us valuable and able to contribute But that's not sustainable over time. The most sustainable, resonant leaders are those that incorporate renewal and seek after joy as a part of their normal daily activities. And when you're creating space for joyful activities, things that bring just pure pleasure to you, you become a powerhouse. Because now, not only are you able to start tangibly stepping into your strengths by viewing your positive core— You're also able to renew on a regular basis. You begin to generate possibility. You're able to move people in the space of going after the better, the possible, the good, because you feel inspired yourself, because you're going after it. It is not the other way around. By sacrificing and sacrificing and sacrificing, you become less and less and less resonant. And we often don't see ourselves getting to that point until it's too late. The process of continual renewal and making a renewal a part of your life is about asking yourself, what are the things that bring me joy that are tending to my mind, body, heart, and spirit? So it's a little bit far beyond, again, what we mentioned earlier. It's not just checking something off your to-do list of, I made time for myself today. It's truly tapping into the energy that is tending to your deepest inner desires, the things that bring you joy. You cannot inspire others if you are not feeling inspired. In order to start tapping into going after joy and making renewal a daily activity, ask yourself again through an affirmative questioning process, what do you want more of in your life? Do you want more spaciousness? Do you want more calm? Do you want more adventure? Do you want more meaning, more spirituality, more wholeness? 
Make a chart or a medicine wheel of the mind, body, heart, and spirit. Then start to write out the activities that you're already doing today that are contributing to your joy and to your wellness in these areas. What are the activities that you're doing today that are giving you more of what you want? And after you finish that, you can start to write out what are the activities that you'd like to see more of in your life to contribute to these areas. Ask yourself, are there any gaps? Are there any areas that I'm not tending to? Are there places that I want to go to see more of? Do I want to incorporate meditation, more exercise, art, music, prayer? When you're looking at the opportunities or the gaps in the areas that there's work to do, intending your mind, body, heart, or spirit, it's really more about reclaiming your ability to appreciate, to admire, to be surprised, to be inspired, and to appreciate the best things of life. I have to admit that I, I feel like sometimes we're afraid of that. We're afraid to have joy. And maybe it's because our past didn't allow us. Or again, I talked about my own struggle with you know, tapping into those questions, what made me feel alive and when did I feel at my best? Part of the block that was happening for me was because of the social conditioning, I almost felt like I wasn't allowed to have joy. I wasn't allowed to feel like I could enjoy things or appreciate things. It felt too lavish, especially if I came from so much suffering or I have too many things to do. We all have tasks that we do have to get done as parents and leaders. So that can inhibit us as well from feeling like we're allowed to experience joy. It's as if we engage in some kind of aspect where we're experiencing joy or pleasure that somehow we're taking away from the people that we love or we're taking away from the things that we must do to be functional. I'm here to tell you that the opposite is actually true. Because when you've started to create space for your yeses and you've started to do the deep inner work that builds your self-awareness, you have such a beautiful opportunity to begin to discover the things that light you up and inspire you. Again, now you're going to become a contagious and beautiful force for those around you because you're going to feel inspired yourself. If everything you're doing is out of obligation, then there is no space for joy in that. It's the breeding ground for resentment. And I don't know about you, but I'd rather trade my resentment for resonance. It is about making the choice not only to be a leader, but to be a great leader. Someone who inspires those around you, who is courageous enough to step into their strengths and completely make a difference and, and contagiously inspire those around you to live at their fullest potential and as their best selves and to truly enjoy life. And what a great gift. If you're doing this for yourself, how much more can you see yourself really wanting to do that for others? People have other interests, and when we're able to engage those other interests, we are becoming so much, again, more interested in who they are as a whole person rather than only focusing on the results that they can give us in the moment. 
and they will appreciate you so much more and again, feel so much more inspired and desire to bring results because they feel like they're being acknowledged as a whole person. This is how you become a powerhouse leader. It's the ultimate answer to the question, how does she do it all? And that's because you'll be stepping into your core strengths and making a commitment and a lifestyle out of renewing yourself daily. I have some great resources for you to put all of this into action on my website at lovehowsheleads.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my newsletter. It's another way that I can share divine and lovely things with you. Follow me on Instagram at lovehowsheleads, and please share this community with others. If you know someone who would benefit from this podcast, pass it along. Until next time, know that I'm cheering you on on your journey to personal transformation. Oh, I just love this topic. It's so cheesy when I say that.